And also learning how to express empathy mm. for one another. We want to feel that we're understood and that mm. we feel supported and yeah. you're on you're on their side in a relationship, right? Right. So validation and empathy is is really essential. So when you have time to be actively listening, you could look for facial expressions and see how they're feeling, yeah. maybe some words. And so what empathy really is is saying I see you and I want to be a part of whatever you're experiencing or feeling. So say mm-hmm. I'm exper- I'm sharing something that made me feel sad today. Right. I'm looking for that support and feeling like you're my best friend and you're mm-hmm. here for me. Right, and you want me to match that feeling. Just, you know, if you're sad, you want me to be sad with you to to share that burden, to share that, you know, that pain that you're you're feeling. Yes, and that means that builds the connection. It builds that intimacy and it feels mm-hmm. like you're safe and I can trust you. Hey guys, welcome to the Stressless Podcast by Total Life Counseling Center. My name is Jim West and this is my wife, Dana West. Hi. All right, so today we're talking, what are we talking about today? We're talking about, remember what we're talking, I think we're, oh, it's communication, right? Communication, right? That's right. We're talking about communication today and uh, it's one of those things we were actually talking about this morning was, you know, before the podcast, we're trying to get ready and and Dana told me a couple of things that that she said that I needed to work on. You know, it's just kind of neat that couples have those conversations. It's like, hey, what can I do better? What, do you like it when I do this? You know, and, uh, what are things you don't like that I do? And there was just two things that you told me. Yeah. And one of them was, I don't listen. And the other one was, oh, man, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> Anyway, surprise, surprise. I know, right? Surprise. And that's why there's barriers to communication with <laughs> That's couples. right. I'm a great example of that. And uh, so that's why. So Dana's going to try to help us all today, including myself. And you're going to help us in our marriage with with communi- healthy communication. So maybe tell me a little bit, uh, Dana, about what is healthy communication for couples? Well, th- honestly, that's probably one of the number one things that couples say when they come in. Mm-hmm. What they want to work on is communication. Right. So you brought up listening. Sure. Yes. Um, most what, what, couple. What, what, what was that again? What are they? Oh, I'm sorry. Focus. <laughs> listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did focus? she say? <laughs> sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Gosh, so listening okay. is definitely one of the key ways to have mm-hmm. positive and healthy communication. Okay. And most couples don't feel heard, misunderstood, or validated. So sure. we're going to go through those. Okay. Great. So. Active listening is something that we all can improve on. Okay. I think most of us believe we're, we're listening to someone, but mm-hmm. most of the time we're thinking about what we're going to say next. Right. That's we're, yeah. we're thinking about whatever point mm-hmm. that you're brought up that we might challenge or we don't agree with okay. instead of actually focusing and actively listening to every word your partner's yes. communicating. That's right. Because with an intimate relationship... We don't want to miss the emotional stuff. It's not just information. So how many times have you usually asked me, even if information, you miss sometimes. What are we doing this weekend? What's happening Friday? Oh, <laughs> and you've you didn't tell me, me that times. like I told you five times. <laughs> that happens often, especially yes. with men. That's when selective hearing is a curse, you know? Right. Exactly. Right. It just doesn't work out very well. Right. Yeah. So, um... Taking slowing down and doing active listening and Mm -hmm. that takes time So the first step really besides listening is timing of when you plan on communicating something so poor timing 
is is probably the most crucial piece of why couples end up in big arguments or feeling mm-hmm. misunderstood. Mm-hmm. So, for example, late at night, I don't want to have a conversation about something serious at 10 o'clock at night because I'm tired at that point. Mm-hmm. I can't listen. My energy's drained, and I'm thinking, just leave me alone. I just want right. to go to sleep. Sure. It's really truthful. And sure. what's another? What's a poor timing for you? No, I was just going to say that. Like after 10 o'clock, I'm done. I hit a wall. Right. You know, or maybe I'm on my way out the door, you know, and, and it's a, I know it's important, but I have to go or I have to go to work. And so that's not that for, for me, it makes it more challenging. Yes. So if someone has to leave for something, they're getting ready. They can't focus on mm-hmm. what you have to say. Right. And other what about t- when you have your hair dryer on? Is that a good time? Perfect. Because then I can use my selective hearing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's I didn't good... hear you. Yeah. What did well, you I, ask me to help I didn't you hear with? because <laughs> I was blow drying my hair. That's your excuse, right? Right. <laughs> that works sometimes. Right. Okay. Right. So timing is everything. You sure. want to make sure that you can sit down mm-hmm. and actively have a conversation. So another um, form of listening we do in counseling is called reflective listening. Mm-hmm. So I have one partner speak. And the other partner is actively listening. They're not allowed to interrupt. They're not allowed to clarify at that time. They're just listening. So what I'm hearing you say is I don't have to get to interrupt. I just have to listen. Yes. Was that reflective listening? I guess you actually did that. I just did it. Wow. That's like the first time I've been married almost 11 years. (laughs) Not the first, but it's really far and few in between moments. I mean, honestly, because we have children, full-time jobs, other commitments and activities. It's not that we don't want to listen. Sure. It's just time. Right. Um, Another thing with reflective listening Mm -hmm. is... Once that partner has had enough time to express whatever issue they want to talk about, um, then that listener can ask questions for clarification. So say you didn't understand what I was communicating. Did you mean this? Are you saying this? And it helps the partner to say yes. Yeah, and feeling heard and understood. Sure. And then having validation after Mm. that. Because then you're like, okay, so if I heard you correctly, you said yeah. you don't like when I interrupt you. Right. You would just like me to listen. Yes. And that partner says, yes. And I really believe... Even, even if you know what I'm going to say. You know, like you... Most of the time, you know what I'm going to say, and you, you sometimes you'll interrupt me. Like but, you did uh, just now. Exactly. And it's right. And I just did that. How does that feel? How do you feel? <laughs> Not heard. Not heard. Right. Exactly. Annoyed, maybe. <laughs> then exactly. confused. Sometimes right. you forget what you're going to say. Yes. Ex- yeah. Right. Exactly. So I hope you didn't forget what you were going to say or do you remember what you were going to say? Yes. So another <laughs> thing you could do is That's if good. you have a hard time interrupting, which mm. I struggle with that from time mm. to time. You can take notes. I know this doesn't sound very um, romantic or you're Mm -hmm. listening, but sometimes that's hard for people to remember what they wanted to go back to or say. So you could write down a little hand note while that person's speaking so then you can ask for clarification. Sure. There you go. And most people just want to feel understood, seen, and Mm -hmm. valued. And when we don't have um, healthy communication, we get the opposite of that. Sure. And then there's disconnection. Mm, that's not good. No. And feeling just um, you're not resolving any conflicts. Right. So taking the time to sit down and really work through that is essential. It's, it is very important. Very mm. important. And also learning how to express empathy mm. for one another. 
we want to feel that we're understood and that mm. we feel supported and yeah. you're on you're on their side in a relationship, right? Right. So validation and empathy is is really essential. So when you have time to be actively listening, you could look for facial expressions and see how they're feeling, yeah. maybe some words. And so what empathy really is is saying I see you and I want to be a part of whatever you're experiencing or feeling. So mm-hmm. say I'm exper- I'm sharing something that made me feel sad today. Right. I'm looking for that support and feeling like you're my best friend and you're mm-hmm. here for me. Right, and you want me to match that feeling. Just, you know, if you're sad, you want me to be sad with you to to share that burden, to share that, you know, that pain that you're you're feeling. Yes, and that means that builds the connection. It builds mm-hmm. that intimacy and it feels yeah. like you're safe and I can trust you. Right. So it doesn't That's mean good. sometimes, you know, empathy doesn't mean sympathy where I totally 100% understand why you feel sad in this mm-hmm. situation. Because sometimes we don't. Men and women are different. Mm-hmm. But we know what sadness is. So when we see our partner feeling sad, yeah. when you see anyone feeling sad, you want to comfort them yeah. or hug them. Yeah. Or How are you say, doing? Are you okay? sad. I'm sorry. Right. How can I help? Sure. That's good. So these are some examples of mm-hmm. healthy communication, but we're mm-hmm. really going to talk more about unhealthy communication. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of those, what are some unhealthy ways that the couples communicate? Well, first I want to talk about the Gottmans. So John and Julie Gottman are the leading researchers in couples and mm-hmm. couples. In relationships. In relationships. And so they had a love lab in Seattle for 10 years mm-hmm. where they would have a couple come in and they would just watch how they interact. Mm-hmm. And so John Gottman believes he can predict within five minutes who's gonna be, hmm. who's gonna get divorced or break up. Oh wow! He knows right away, and one of the first steps is how they communicate. Man, that's because crazy. Communication, that's amazing. They yeah. can do that. Wow. Right. Right. Because communication breakdown mm-hmm. um, leads to feeling disconnected, and mm. when you feel disconnected, you no longer want to sometimes have feelings, positive feelings about your partner. And you want to move on. And that's really sad when that happens. That's really sad. So that's one of the first things that they address is communication. Right. But also, I wanted to share that they also found in their research for every negative interaction you have with your partner, you need five positive to make up for it. Okay. That's overwhelming. That's a lot. Think about that. It's literally like, wow, I need five positive intimate moments after that. Hmm. So getting rid of what he calls the deadly horsemen hmm. is essential. Okay. So we're going to go through some of those. Okay. So the first one is criticism versus complaint. Okay. So if I start a conversation, oh, Jim, there you go again, never listening to me. I asked you three times today to do this and you did that and you did this behavior again. Right. How are you going to feel? I'm going to feel very frustrated mm-hmm. and um, might get a little defensive. Right. So instead of using criticism, they say to use their antidote, which is gentle start startup okay. and saying a complaint. Because the truth is, in every relationship, especially long term, we're going to have needs or certain things that we're not happy about. And we mm. need to be able to share that with our partner okay. and trust that our partner wants to hear that and work mm. on that to build that connection again. Mm. So using gentle startup is like this. Oh, hi, hi, sweetie. Can we sit down and talk? Okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. And I would say so. And it's using I statements. So okay. Jim, last night when you left the TV on, mm. 
and all the lights and I asked you multiple times in the last month to turn it off I felt very frustrated mm. and felt unheard when I've communicated before and I would really like you to try your best to remember that okay. before you come to bed I'm really sorry that upset you or frustrated you oh well thank you yeah and I'll try to make sure to do that tonight oh I appreciate that yeah and then no I problem. feel heard and understood yeah. connected yes I mean maybe I want to kiss my partner and it's yes. over right but if I start out criticizing mm-hmm. and being negative mm-hmm. what happens is what Jim brought up before he said he could start feeling frustrated mm-hmm. and feeling the need to what we say defend yourself right so you're not <clears throat> listening to the message you're feeling attacked labeled um, just negative energy coming towards you so anytime someone feels that way it's a fight or flight it's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna protect myself yeah so that is the second one. So mm-hmm. instead, if I start with the first step, which is gentle startup with my complaint, concern, or need, mm-hmm. then you will have the second antidote, which is take responsibility. Okay. Just how you modeled before, where you sure. said, I'm sorry that right. you felt that. I didn't, you know, I didn't mean to do that. I will work on that. So it's taking responsibility. But if we go down the negative cycle, mm-hmm. if we start with criticism, then you get <clears throat> defensive. Then the third one they say that happens is contempt happens right so contempt is when you're starting Mm. to really think negative things about your partner and sometimes people in their relationships start saying the negative things Mm. out loud calling each Mm. other names being disrespectful oh that's painful and words really have a lot of power they can speak life over someone or speak death very damaging because i feel like people remember Mm-hmm. Even though you can apologize, like sure. I didn't mean to say that, I'm so sorry. Wow. It still lingers. You know, when we get upset, we get temporarily insane sometimes. And that's when we say and do things that we wish, you know, we we didn't say later, you know, but we can't take them back. And we can forgive somebody for it. But like you said, it is kind of etched in their brain for a while and it's hard to forget. Yes, especially if it keeps happening over yeah. and over again. Yeah. So instead of contempt, if you are doing it the healthy way, which is, you know, step one, the gentle startup mm-hmm. with your complaint or need. Yeah. Then step two, when you do that, take responsibility. The mm. antidote to contempt would be you're able to have an open dialogue yeah. to express your feelings mm. using I feel statements. Maybe you would need clarification if I brought up a need or a complaint saying, oh, I didn't realize I did that. Or can you tell me more? Right. And we can sit here and have a productive conversation that leads to conflict resolution that's good yes but if we end up doing the first steps again if it's criticism that leads to defensiveness that leads to contempt usually the fourth one is stonewalling Mm. where basically after these harsh words are expressed or you're thinking Mm -hmm. negative things about your partner one or two of the partners in the relationship will do is called stonewalling which is they're not even listening Mm. literally the wall is up it's a wall of protection, wow. and they don't hear another word that you're saying. Okay. So then there's no resolu- resolution to mm. that conflict. Yeah, that stinks. That really, yeah, it's a really a bad place to be. Yes, it is. In a marriage, yeah. Yeah, and, and it happens. It does happen, It happens. Sure. Yeah. So if we do it the healthy way with the mm-hmm. first steps is, again, you start with a gentle startup with your mm-hmm. complaint or need, then the partner will feel safer to take responsibility. Yeah. We can explore our feelings using I statements and needs. And then the last is, because um, you know, no one really likes to hear 
negative feedback. It's right. natural to kind of feel insecure or mm-hmm. hurt or scared yeah. or whatever feelings you might be having. You'll be able to naturally, what we say, psychologically self-soothe. That you won't feel the need to stonewall mm. because you know your partner is showing love and concern and using their words wisely and I feel statements that it it feels safe that you can psychologically say okay this is a safe place they're giving me constructive criticism and they just want us to feel closer that's cool and more bonded right that's a bonus yes (laughs) so that is the four steps that we take for healthy communication it's something that takes Mm. practice okay yeah we're it's not hard to remember. At it. No, we're not. We're still working on this, right? Yes. It's a work in progress. Yes. I and mm-hmm. I, what I tell my clients is once they notice if their partner did mm-hmm. start with criticism yeah. and not a gentle startup, and they can tell they're feeling defensive and then maybe some contempt yeah. is starting, I say come up with a code word that mm-hmm. will stop the argument. So mm-hmm. sometimes it can be something funny. Okay. Or something that's sentimental to that couple. Mm-hmm. So it brings that awareness to that partner that might be going down the negative steps of communicating to be aware of, oh, I didn't realize Mm. I didn't use a gentle startup or I'm getting defensive or I'm not being kind and not using I feel statements and you can regroup. Mm. I love the gentle startup when you do that, like with me, and it just makes it so much easier, like you said, to take responsibility, you know, and like, for instance, coming home and finishing up some emails on my phone and you're like, hey, you know, hey, Jim, can I, can I talk to you for a minute? You know, and, you know, and then you're like, hey, can you put the phone down over here for a few minutes and do your email after we put the kids to bed and uh, just be present with the kids and hang out with the kids. And, and it makes me want to do that. It makes me want to like, like reset and get out of that work mode right. and get, you know, present with the kids. Because I think as a man, it's hard to, for me to, to, to turn off my work mode and go to, kid mode or family mode and then back to work mode but I'll do it for the family you know and so it really is nice when like you said when you do that little gentle startup it really is nice it's really helpful so yeah um, another thing too is when we start using um, the four deadly horsemen and we go down that mm. criticism defensiveness and contempt mm. that's where you know, things can get really heated in mm-hmm. a relationship and sometimes toxic and yeah. unhealthy. And it's more than healthy to also say, stop, time out, mm-hmm. that we need to take a break. Okay. Because sometimes um, when we're flooded, because mm-hmm. that's why people stonewall. When mm-hmm. we get to the point of flooding, you're triggered, you're feeling angry. Instead of feeling a basic frustration or mm-hmm. anger, you go from mm-hmm. like zero to to 10 to 100 sure. that you're just seeing rage and you're angry that no healthy communication can happen at that mm, time right so it's, it's not ext- gonna happen no so it's extremely healthy helpful and an anger management tool to say okay right now i think we need a timeout. we need to take mm-hmm. a break sure and we allow that partner whoever says that yep. that they need that time and that space yeah, yeah. and so it's healthy what a timeout looks mm-hmm. like is basically um, a partner might need to leave. Sometimes they're like, I need to go take a walk or a run or a drive or go into a different room. Allow your par- partner to do that so they can psychologically self-sue themselves. Mm-hmm. And so one of the main rules of timeouts is you have to come back to that conversation at some point. If it's in the evening, you're probably not going to have time to talk sure. about it that night. 
right. unless that partner who comes back says I'm cooled off, I can talk. Sure. But otherwise, you need to have that conversation mm-hmm. again once you're cooled off within yeah. 24 hours. Okay. And that is a really positive thing to do. Timeouts are not negative. You don't want to keep having explosive negative interactions. Right. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's good to have that time to kind of calm down and go from temporarily insane back to sane again you know just have that time to process what's going on and so i think that's those are these are really great great tips the gottman's you know the great tools for couples you know and of course for people for couples that are really struggling i hope this helps you but if you need somebody that's like a a mediator you know a counselor somebody that can help you work through some of these these points that's why we have you know, therapists that can help and, or you can call it a friend or, you know, a, a, a pastor, you know, but uh, but reach out to help because it's, you know, definitely more affordable to talk to a counselor than let things go so far, especially that contentment. That's so toxic to let that continue and develop into resentment and bitterness and then just get so spent that you want to end things. And that's, that's, you know, so just call and get some help and just a few, sometimes just a few sessions with a a Gottman trained therapist can really make a difference. Even that first one or two sessions yes. can give you guys a really good foundation for some good communication skills and, and rules and, and communication boundaries. So thank you so much again, Dana, for your wonderful advice. And uh, we're going to keep applying these to us in our relationship. And we're going to be sharing with that with you as we go along. But uh, thank you guys for joining the Stress Less Podcast by Total Life Counseling Center. I'm Jim West, and this is my wife, Dana West. Thanks again.